Peace of our Lord be with you. As Leslie said earlier at the time of the greeting, throughout the world today, churches large and small are marking the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation, remembering that moment when on October 31, 1517, Martin Luther nailed his 95 thoughts about the church to the door of a chapel in Wittenberg, Germany, launching a movement which eventually divided the church into Catholics and Protestants, the Protestant Reformation. 500 years later, I believe it is time for another reformation. A new reformation which might unite what the last reformation divided. A reformation grounded in and rising from this morning's gospel lesson where Jesus, when asked which of the commandments in Scripture mattered most, said, there are two commandments which matter more than any others, and those two are so important that all the others are to be interpreted in the light of those two, which are Love God with all that is in you and love others as you love yourself. That is the ground from which another reformation is ready to rise. A reformation which actually might unite what the last Reformation divided because all Christians, Catholic and Protestant, who are walking in the Holy Spirit want nothing more than for what mattered most to Jesus to matter most to us. And according to this morning's gospel lesson, what mattered most to Jesus is not a mystery. What mattered most to Jesus, according to this morning's gospel lesson, is clear as crystal. What mattered most to Jesus is that we love God with all that is in us and love others as we love ourselves. That is the ground from which the next Reformation will rise. A Reformation which is 
already stirring and already uniting Catholics and Protestants. In fact, less than two hours ago, I picked up the phone and called Father Mike O'Brien, the priest in Canton. I said, Father Mike, are you busy? He said, it's Sunday morning, Chuck. <laughs> kind of busy. I said, so am I. But Father Mike, this is Reformation Sunday, and it's not just any Reformation Sunday. This is the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. So I had to call a Catholic. <laughs> and say thank you. And acknowledge my enormous debt to Mother Teresa, Thomas Merton, Henry Nowen, Richard Rohr, Pope Francis. Where would we be without those great and giant souls? our debt to our Catholic sisters and brothers is beyond the telling. And I hope that something similar is being said in every Protestant church on the planet today as we prepare this Tuesday to mark the 500th anniversary of the last Reformation. Every 500 years does not seem too often to have one. And I believe that the next one will unite what the last one divided if not institutionally and liturgically, at least spiritually. And not only Catholics and Protestants within Christianity, but people of other faiths beyond Christianity. When E. Stanley Jones, that great 20th century evangelical Christian missionary said that Gandhi, a Hindu, embodied more of the spirit of Jesus than any Christian he had ever met. It was because Gandhi was living a life of love for God and love for neighbor. What Jesus, a Jew, said mattered most. That is why, my sisters and brothers, when you are in the presence of people of other faiths who live lives of love and kindness, 
you feel a more intimate spiritual connection to them than you feel when you are in the presence of a harsh, hard, graceless person of your own faith. Because all of those who are living lives of love for God and love for others are bound to one another by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, which recognizes no denomination or religion because this is the Spirit of God that was hovering over the waters at creation. And most of the best science we have tells us that the universe is more than 13 billion with a B years old. So of course the Spirit of God that was hovering over the waters of creation 13 billion with a B years ago is not corralled or captured or caught or kept inside any religion. No, the Spirit of God flows into and out through all souls who live to love God with all that is in them and to love others as they love themselves. Because according to Jesus, that is what matters most to God. Needless to say, to actually live that way is not always simple. We all know how complex and complicated, bewildering and bothersome, painful and problematic, loving the world can be. As Stanley Hauerwas once wrote, to be a Christian is to be called to a life of love, but that calling is a lifelong task which requires our willingness to be surprised by what love turns out to be. Yes, surprised and bewildered and bothered and troubled and many other things by what love turns out to be. But difficult or not, this is the life for which you and I were born. This is the life for which our Lord Jesus is saving us, and this is the life to which the Holy Spirit is beckoning us. And up to God, out to others, simultaneously vertical and horizontal cross-shaped life of love for God and love for others. We have wrapped around that which Jesus said matters most. So many layers of institutional complexity and religious protectionism. I'm 62 years old now. Because I grew up in a sort of anti-intellectual wing of the Baptist church that did not really believe in going to seminary or graduate school, 
I was ordained when I was 22. In about two weeks, I will mark the 40th anniversary of my ordination to the ministry. So I have given my life to that big old Christian industry that we have wrapped around what Jesus said matters most. I've given my life to it, and yes, let's be honest, I've made my living from it. And it does so much good in the world, and I, for one, would not know how to live without it. But oh, my sisters and brothers, when we finally cross over to the other side, we are going to see then what we could have seen now. And that is this. What matters most to God is that we love God with all that is in us. That's the worship, prayer, devotion, singing part of life. And that we love others as we love ourselves. That's the kindness justice, mercy, grace, part of life. And please don't hear me saying that the living out of that is simple. I know it's not. It's not simple and it's not safe. But we follow a Jesus who ended up on a cross. Do you realize that on the first Sunday of every month, we actually stand in line to eat pain? We stand in line to take into ourselves the broken body of our Lord. So no, it isn't simple or safe. But oh, my sisters and brothers, this is the life for which we were born. This is the life for which Jesus is redeeming us and to which the Holy Spirit is beckoning us. A cross-formed life that is all vertical in its upness to God and horizontal in its outness to others. Loving God with all that is in us and loving others as we love our own selves. The ground from which a new reformation is ready to rise. In fact, day after tomorrow, this Tuesday, October 31st, 2017, I'm going to go find myself a door somewhere in Jackson, Mississippi, and I am going to nail to it well, probably attached to it with that kind of tape that won't leave a mark when you remove it. I'm going to tape to some doors 
some small notes that say, thank you for loving God with all that is in you and loving your neighbor as yourself. Some of those places in Jackson that are constantly embracing whoever's hurting most and most alone. Going to go tape on their door, thank you for loving God with all that is in you and for loving your neighbor as yourself. October 31st, 2017. A new Reformation. Amen.